Welcome to the Connect Group's podcast series. Today in the studio, we have a special self-care feature presented by Magdalene Hadjelias, the Executive Officer and Supervising Clinician at My Local Mind. Magdalene has a Bachelor of Social Work and has also founded two successful small businesses. She has experience working in both substance use and youth contexts. Her passion for community mental health led to her involvement with My Local Mind Inc. We hope you enjoy this podcast on the importance of self-care, which will be beneficial in the management of peer support groups and also individual well-being. Today, I want to explore the idea of self-care and giving ourselves the time and love we so very much deserve. I want to ask the question, is this idea of a self-care journey really going to make my life bigger to my contribution to the world or smaller? This is a topic that is very personal for me because there was a time in my life where I thought by putting my own needs and desires before other people's was simply selfish. And I know so many of you share this view, and even though you may not say it out loud, by not creating the space for self-care, you are in fact teaching yourself that it is not important and giving to others is more important than giving to yourself. Practicing self-care is the only way to show up for the world, and the exciting thing is by doing so, you get to know yourself and understand who you really are. I think in us all, we have a desire to give and contribute, and this is impossible if you don't have a well to draw from. Through my practice as a social worker and speaking to so many others, the common story is that we put others above ourselves, and by doing this, we feel or we are being selfless. This is where we enter the danger zone or red zone of burnout, where we give and give and give at our own expense. Even saying that out loud actually makes no sense and not only does it make no sense, it's impossible to sustain and are constantly depleting ourselves. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my goodness, is this me? How do I know if I don't have that give or take balance in my life? When is giving just too much? I like to have certain questions I ask when I notice a change of mood and behavior within myself and not for the better. I ask questions like, have I become cynical or critical at work? Do I drag myself to work and have troubles getting started? Am I irritable or impatient with my coworkers or my stepkids? Do I lack energy? Am I replacing food and alcohol to feel better or simply not to feel? What are my sleep habits like? Do I have unexplained headaches? And so on. The consequences of burnout short term are difficulties managing workload, but long term it's damage to work, you're damaging your personal life, your relationships and your overall health and well-being. I'm here to tell you that you can change things around. The key is balance, time and time to get to know yourself to love yourself. It's a beautiful thing to say, I love myself and I will give myself the love and care I deserve. I for so long was running off an empty well and I simply had to change, change things before it became detrimental to my mental health and well-being. 
I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm going to say that again. I had to get comfortable with with being uncomfortable. I had to ask myself all those challenging questions and learn to sit with my own thoughts. When I wasn't asking myself these questions, it dawned on me that my passion and desire to give and helping others became exhausting and my ability to give became very limiting. I had no choice but to honour my own wishes and gave myself the self-care I deserved. Then I was able to help others and give back with true purpose and value. And now a big part of what I do for work is teach people how important self-care is to your mental health. And not only does this give me the opportunity to learn something new each time I teach it, I have given someone else the opportunity to learn about self-care and learn something about themselves they may not have known or ignored in the past. And then there is this ripple effect where they can teach to someone else who can teach someone else and so on. Are you asking yourself, where do I start? You start by exploring and understanding the different roles we have in our lives. For example, I'm a social worker, a daughter, a sister, a life partner, a stepmom, a friend, and the list goes on. So here I'm giving and fulfilling my role to be the best partner, stepmom, social worker, etc. I can be. So where do I fit in in all of this? How do I look after myself to be the best person I can be and give back to my fullest potential? Because let's face it, when we don't, we feel exhausted. And believe it or not, throughout my teaching, I often hear people say, I don't have enough time. And I'm here to tell you, this is no longer a good enough excuse. We all know that prevention is better than cure. We need to build awareness of our coping capacities and our limits and find strategies that work for you. I always have my self-care wheel handy. I always keep it in places where I can see it. And this wheel consists of five different pillars. These pillars are physical, psychological, professional, emotional, and spiritual. I encourage you to get a piece of paper and write down each pillar and somewhere you can see it at all times to keep you on track and make sure that you're checking in with yourself. So when we look at physical, physical may look like going for a run or a walk, eating healthy and even going for your medical health checks. Psychological is often about self-reflection. It could be taking up painting if that's what you like, reading an educational book, journaling. Emotional is about daily affirmations, finding a hobby, cuddling with your pet, practicing forgiveness and practicing some positive talk. Spiritual for some might be about prayer, yoga, meditation, even being in nature. And then when we look at professional, professional self-care is about setting boundaries such as do not work on your time off. Take mental health days, get support from colleagues and your managers, and don't eat lunch at your desk. Why is it important to have a list of self-care under different pillars? I'll give you an example. If I only chose running to be my method of self-care and nothing else, and one day I break my leg, I have just eliminated the one thing that I have used for my mental health and well-being. 
It takes four to six weeks to form a new habit. Now, if my leg is broken, I would be in pain, I would be irritated, and the likelihood of me forming a new habit during this time is quite low or simply unlikely. It takes energy to try new things and introduce them into our lives. So we need to start now in order for them to become habits and part of our daily practice. Everything I've spoken about today are things you can do to restore your energy, be positive and have the ability to give back authentically and true to yourself. For more information on self-care resources, please contact Connect Groups on 9364 6909 or email info at connectgroups.org.au.